0: This episode of Dirty Linen is proudly supported by Square, built for every business. For more information, go to squareup.com. It is a Friday and I haven't done one of these for a while, but I'm going to let you know what is on my mind this Friday. Uh, Not at all unusually. There is a lot of food and eating experiences on my mind. So I'm going to just talk about some of the places I've eaten recently and written about. And, um, yeah, as often with these things, you do start to see themes emerging. And I noticed as I was getting my notes organised that these are the three restaurants I'm going to talk about first are all owned by women. Um, And... They're all really, they're all really personal. They've all got a real project. So the first one I want to chat about is Tyler's Milk Bar in Preston, which is owned by two sisters, Sam and Ali Fisher. They've both worked. Interestingly, they've worked together a lot in different businesses, including in in hospo and food retail. And Tyler's is such a community-focused place. One of the things that I found really striking about it is that they source bread for their various sandwiches and egg dishes from two different sourdough bakeries that are within a few hundred metres of their shop or their cafe. Um, and I just think it's it's such a, a telling detail that talks about the way some of these really Real community-centred food businesses have popped up over the past couple of years. Even the part of Preston where Tyler's is, it's up the top of the hill. It's sort of um, the outer edge of Preston. It's sort of retail crossroads that really died from about the late 60s when Northland Shopping Centre opened up. And it's been really interesting to watch through this COVID period as people have become a lot more anchored in their neighborhoods, a little bit of a revival in some of these commercial areas. I really hope it continues. It's, um, it's. I suppose it's it's partly gentrification as, um, yeah, I guess, you know, it, people are pushed further and further from the inner parts of the city, but it's also a reimagining and a re- appreciation of the local which is I guess the good side of it so yeah Tyler's in Preston recommend you check that out for a super casual really heartfelt eggs on toast toasties uh, such good cakes Um, Sam and Ali's mum makes a carrot cake which is accidentally gluten-free as in you wouldn't know it was gluten-free if you were just eating it as a as a gluten eater, um, super delicious. Another place also on the northern side of Melbourne is Tater's House in Thornbury, which is a Lebanese restaurant. It's a mother and daughter team, so Zaina, Abuchi, and her mum, Amne, who's in the kitchen. Uh, Zaina really wanted um, to showcase the food that she grew up with and after um, a trip to Tripoli, um, she started thinking about wanting to do something different to the sales job that she was in. Her mum was always cooking anyway, including for the neighbours, and it just seemed like maybe there was a restaurant in this. It it is such a cute place, so handmade, everything. Uh, for ages, Zena sourced um little knickknacks and trinkets from Facebook Marketplace. The courtyard is uh. It's like, I guess, the grandma's backyard of your dreams, Um, just twinkly things hanging from trees, a a lemon tree and herbs growing. And the food is really simple, really beautiful. Just lots of, um, yeah, delicious dips and skewers and little dumplings in yogurt sauce. Oh, my goodness. I would eat a big bowl of those right now. Another place I want to chat about is Plaka Giros in Hawthorne. That's a new Greek place opened by Connie Kosmodou. And there's a dish that I had there that really made me think about the, I guess, the way that migrant cuisines transition over time. It's a skepasti, which is, I don't know if this is uh, an oversimplification or perhaps, I don't know, <laughs> it sounds, sounds, I don't know, a little bit wrong, but I would say it's like the Greek version of a club sandwich uh, made on pita bread. This version's, um, I think it can have pork uh, pork inside, but this version's got grilled chicken, like, you know, gyros chicken, really beautifully marinated and spiced. It's um, in pita triangles, there's bacon, there's lettuce, there's souva sauce and it's um, grilled. So it's all a bit melty because there's cheese in there too, served with paprika dusted chips. And it looks absolutely spectacular, all those Layers, the crispy bread, um, the glistening gleam of the juicy meat—it's uh, really delicious. And it made me think about, you know, the way that uh, food that has—you know—migrants have come in waves to Australia, and I guess the the Greek migrants that came mid-century were bringing the food that they were used to eating in those times. And in a way, uh, you know, it's not just Greek. It's You could say it about Turkish food. You could say it about, you know, any cuisine, English food, like for sure. The food becomes sort of anchored in that time while the country of origin continues to update and change and have its own waves of migration Um that people adapt and adjust to and, you know, take on with joy. So Connie came from uh, Greece, from Athens, uh, just 10 years ago. So she's, you know, uh, yeah, represents a different um, Greek migration story and, of course, brings food and ideas from a more modern version of Greece. And the Athenian street food that she's doing at Plaka is Yeah, super yummy, super fresh, and just has a little bit of a different angle on Australian Greek food, which I really appreciated. Also, over the past couple of weeks, I was very fortunate to go to a pop-up dinner from a young chef that I have – I guess, been, you know, watching and appreciating for years now. Cameron Tay Yap is the head chef at Amaru. He worked at Attica for about four years and his Koi pop-ups have been a bit of a a feature of the Melbourne dining world for, I don't know, I don't know how long, six or seven years, Cam, you can correct me. I hadn't been to one for ages and I suppose, you know, pop-up dinners haven't really been a thing for obvious reasons, but it was lovely to go to this dinner that Cam put on at a, a cafe in South Melbourne that's normally just open during the day for the office workers, which, um, yeah, a bit of an interesting scenario for those commercial premises still. Um, so, yeah, his beautiful multi-course degustation was really really great to experience because, you know, Cam is so creative and he'd obviously put, you know, months and months of thought into this dinner because there were lots of things that had been fermenting for for weeks and months. Um it was Oh yeah, I, I, what can you what can I say about the food? It was just thinking like let's have a little look through the menu. There was a salted garfish morsel with cherry blossom and seaweed. Or oh, there was a potato spiral that was filled with trout roe and herbs. There was a beautiful broth of. I guess a consomme of coconut and squid and then squid was turned into little flat noodles that um, sat in this beautiful broth. Uh, there was, yeah, really gentle coconut flavours and wafting scents that went through that, but everything was beautifully balanced. And, you know, so so it went on. It was... Um, it was really great food but what i loved perhaps even more than the food was the fact that cam was surrounded by this flotilla of enthusiastic young hospo professionals uh front of house and back of house including i think you know it's a, a few teenagers in the kitchen um that were just there because they wanted to experience it, they wanted to be part of it, and they wanted to support Cam um, as he, you know, makes a name for himself and uh, exp- expresses and explores his own creativity. It was just a very hopeful, energetic uh, feeling Um and, yeah, I loved it. So congrats, Cam. The pop-up is called Koi and, uh, yeah, I really encourage everybody to check it out and also eat at Amaru where uh, Cam has recently taken on the head chef role with Clinton MacIver at that lovely fine dining restaurant. Um, so, yeah, it's exciting to see uh, these different ways of gathering returning to uh, our world. Goodness me. Speaking of gathering and getting out and about, I was out in the city last night, went and saw a comedy show at the Comedy Festival, which I guess along with the Food Festival was one of those real markers of the beginning of the pandemic when it was cancelled back in 2020. Uh, So awesome that it's back on, even though still very COVID-affected, lots of cancellations, you know, lots of people who are selling out shows and then having to refund tickets because people are Um, yeah getting sick or having to isolate and so still really tricky conditions but nevertheless you know just like HOSPO I guess the arts world and performers they just have to do what they do and it's um, yeah it's great to be able to support them by buying a ticket. Uh, Yeah speaking of ISO and all that stuff that we're so familiar with. The rules are changing. So tonight uh, a lot of the remaining restrictions for hospitality and retail and and you know broader society are relaxing. So no more masks for front of house in hospitality, no more checking in and or checking of vaccination certificates, although workers must still be vaccinated um, in restaurants. And Yeah, the changes to the household contact rules for isolation are going to make a big difference. So I know that most hospitality workers and businesses are are thrilled about these changes. It is going to make things smoother and easier in lots of ways and people do not love wearing masks for the most part, which I totally get. I do have, um, having recently had COVID and really not being a fan of it, uh, I do have a few niggling concerns about the amount of transmission that this relaxing of rules is going to uh, cause. And I also really feel for people who have got uh, health conditions or are living with people who've got underlying health conditions or who've got little kids who can't be vaccinated, uh, that this will uh, be cause for anguish, anxiety and concern for a lot of those people. So I think, you know, it's never just one thing these rules and and this pandemic, so yeah, I don't know i just I wish everybody <laughs> all the best <laughs> well, one thing that I would love to see, and I do hammer on about this a little bit, is um better ventilation for indoor dining spaces, especially as we come into winter. It is gonna be a real concern uh i <laughs> I literally have. I want to say, like, I've felt the COVID in the air in some indoor spaces that I've been recently, and I would love people to look at different ways that they can keep the air flowing and filtering and being cleaned to try to minimise risks of catching COVID for staff and customers through the winter period, which we we well know through nasty experience that winter is not great for this virus. Oh my God, I'm so over COVID, but it's um, just because we want it to be over doesn't mean COVID's got the memo. Uh, Also, this week, my social media memes informed me that it was two years since Ben Shuri and I first gave out soup um, at Attica, uh, supporting temporary visa holders in the hospitality industry who were not able to access job keeper or job seeker. Basically, they were thrown out in the cold, not included in this "we're all in it together" mantra that was. Um, spouted around in those extremely long ago days of March and April 2020, it's, uh, yeah, I guess, Two two years ago, plus a couple of weeks, that the prime minister told people who couldn't uh, fend for themselves to get on a plane and go home. So many of them did, and most of them have not returned. Uh, understandably, I think even though the borders are open, we haven't seen the uh, you know a rush to re-enter Australia. It's not that surprising, really. But um, I have been heartened to see a few backpackers around the place. I've never been so excited to be bumped by a backpack on the tram. Uh, Let's hope that, uh, yeah, more people come and that the continuing workforce shortages ease a little bit and make it, uh, yeah, a less stressful and more fun place for everybody who's working in hospitality and indeed dining out. Uh, Let me just finish by saying a big hello to Autumn. I love this season. I think it's my favourite. I just, I love apples, pears, mushrooms, greens. I love a chill in the air. Uh, And, yeah, it's just really nice to see the season turn and to enjoy the difference, the changes, the flux and the flow. So that's what is on my mind this Friday I wish all of you a brilliant weekend. Uh, hope you eat lots of yummy things. Uh, maybe have a cocktail. I think I might have one. This I might have my start my weekend with a cocktail. Uh, enjoy. It's great to chat to you, and I will catch you next week. This is Dirty Linen, and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives.